Hello everybody and welcome back to your Sorcerer's Slowdown, a show where I teach you about all things witchy. Today we're going to be focusing on the topic of tarot reading, which is a style of cardomancy, a way to get insights from universal guides using a card system. A full set of tarot cards usually have 78 cards split up into two sections called the Major and Minor Arcana. The major arcana are 22 cards that are sometimes referred to as the face cards since they feature more recognizable symbolic images and characters. They walk the reader through the fool's journey, starting with the fool card and ending with the world card. The minor arcana are the other 56 cards split into four suits like traditional playing cards. The four suits are wands, cups, swords, and pentacles, which are sometimes called coins. These minor arcana cards usually reference more direct day-to-day answers where the major arcana provide insights about the bigger questions. The first couple of major arcana cards is what we'll be focusing on today. And remember everybody, these are my interpretations of the card. Everybody is going to read them slightly differently and have different thoughts about what they mean. That in mind, let's get into it. The first card is the Major Arcana card, and in every deck is the Fool card. This is where the journey through the Arcana begins, as it represents a new beginning, the idea of being fresh to the world or a topic. It suggests that the person may be at the start of something new or wide, and that things may seem daunting only because they don't know about whatever it is, as they're just at the start. It represents an empty canvas that can be molded into anything the person wants, a wide realm of possibilities. The Fool is numbered at zero, giving the message of unlimited potential, which is what this card is all about. Not ignorance or stupidity in the way that many people think a Fool would represent, but the power of being new to something or someone, the opportunity that comes from not knowing, a sort of blissful ignorance. The Fool suggests that the person is at the start of a new adventure, a new opportunity. It says to start now, to just start, to do it scared, to do it broke. The Fool isn't afraid, he doesn't know enough to let any possible danger get in his way. He takes the leap and acts right now. If the Fool card comes up in a reading, it may be that the person has been hesitating on a great opportunity and that they need to just act and not let their fear or worry get in their way, to just take that leap of faith. While the Fool card urges you to go blindly ahead, to not let fear get in your way of an opportunity or a new adventure, he is a simple character one who doesn't come extremely prepared for any situation. The next card, the Magician, provides that preparedness. The Magician assures the person that everything they need is already inside of them. I sometimes actually like to call it the New Moon card. If you know anything about moon magic or rituals, the new moon is all about manifestation, about making things happen for yourself and getting that extra boost from the universe. The new moon is the best time of the month to start something new, but that's a topic for another episode. While the full card is about new beginnings and going blindly, faithfully into the unknown and not being afraid of what may come to be, the magician is the reassurance that you're going to be okay. 
I don't mean to keep repeating myself, but it's a card that's all about manifestation, about achieving our goals and getting what we want on our own. It suggests not only should you go forth into the unknown, into that new journey, that new goal, that new relationship, but that you are actually ready for it, that you are prepared, that you're not fully going into it blindly. When the magician comes up in a reading, it suggests that everything in the person's life up until this point has prepared them for this, that they are in fact capable of whatever it is they're about to embark on. They already hold the key to their own success. The magician says, you're ready, go for it. Our next card is probably one of my favorites in the whole deck. However, this is probably a good time to note that there aren't any good or bad cards in tarot. There might be cards that a person thinks would deliver better or worse messages, but the universe isn't so subjective. Even if you pull a card like the Tower, which we'll cover in another episode, which is a card that people tend to think is a negative card, the universe still always has your back. It wants the best for you and to steer you in the right direction. That's what tarot is all about. It's just getting advice from our universal guides through the cards. I will say though, the next one is probably one of my favorites. The next card following the magician is the high priestess. I love this card, I'll be honest. There's something about it that just always gives me a good vibe. It's a card that I feel called to and drawn to. I call the magician card the new moon card, like I said, but I like to call the high priestess the Sophia card. If you're not familiar, Sophia is a character archetype that represents the little girl in all of us. She's the part of us that never gives up hope, the one where our fight for ourselves comes from, the part of us that is most deeply connected to our spirituality, our connection to divinity and the universe. She's the eternal goddess who was there at the beginning of the world and will be there at the end of it. Sophia is all-knowing and will never be defeated. That's how I think of the High Priestess. She shows us that not everything is how it seems and suggests that we take care in what we're doing and the people around us. The Magician manifests and creates the veil for success, and the High Priestess urges us to look carefully through and around the veil. Like I said, the High Priestess is a very spiritual card and often comes up in a reading during a time when the person is very connected to their spirituality, when the veil between the person and the divine world is thin. It's usually a good time to start or continue doing this kind of um, psychic work and maybe a good time to reach out and communicate with your spirit guides. The High Priestess moves between realms. She's all-knowing and guides us through the sometimes deceptive world. The next card in the Major Arcana is another one that radiates powerful female energy, the Empress. The Empress represents a strong female connection or a strong sense of femininity. When she comes up in a reading, she could be in reference to a mother, a sister, a girlfriend, or maybe a female friend or co-worker, you know, depending what the reading is about. She also suggests to create beauty in your life, to pull from your senses to express and treat yourself. I saw a tweet or maybe it was a TikTok the other day that said something about actually spending the stimulus check and not saving it in order to actually stimulate the economy. And it was like, so sis, do your civic duty and treat yourself. <laughs> I thought that was so funny. And it was the Empress if she was a tweet. 
When the Empress comes up in a reading, it means that the person is surrounded by life's luxuries, pleasures, and abundance. It's a sign that you're getting settled into the journey or relationship or new project you've embarked on with the previous cards. She is, in essence, the springtime card. Usually, the Empress is depicted as a pregnant woman, insinuating that things are growing and changing and everything coming to fruition is good. Well, everybody, I think that's a good place to stop for today. Um, I just want to end this by saying that tarot shouldn't be used as a precise fortune teller of sorts. It doesn't tell the future or present a single final outcome. We still have free will. We still have the ability to exercise change and control in our lives. It's just my belief and most readers believe that the cards never lie and that they can provide clarity when not everything may be as it seems.